What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Sedek. Today, unfortunately, I'm not going to be joined by a co-host, but that's fine. We're going to talk uh, a lot of news. Happy 4th of July, though. Let me say that first and foremost. Um, you know, it, it, it's a great day to celebrate and to uh, to watch some Outside the Arena. So if you haven't already, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. We greatly appreciate it here. Weekly episodes, usually it's not just me if you're new here. So make sure to stay tuned. Should have some new interviews um, with some fun guests coming soon as well. So stay tuned for that. But today we are going to be talking about the NBA. NBA free agency obviously opened this past week. And to be honest, there were, there were some pretty crazy things that happened. But obviously the main headline from the weekend, Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, as of this recording, the trade has not happened. And as well as Kyrie Irving also has not been traded. This is something that we really haven't seen too much in the NBA. I mean, we obviously see every day it feels like a new superstar requests a trade, but one of the best players, a top three player in the NBA, basically, just signed a new new deal, has four years left in his contract, and wants out. It is going to be crazy. And the package, it's almost unfathomable what the Brooklyn Nets will be looking for. Uh, you look at what the package for Rudy Gobert got, four first-round picks, the Timberwolves' first-round selection from this past year, I believe Walker Kessler. Malik Beasley's fine. Pat Bev, some other, I believe there was maybe another name or two in there. Just a, a huge package, though. I mean, Kevin Durant, it, it's almost crazy to think of what it would take to land him. I mean, for Brooklyn, this is obviously the worst worst nightmare possible. This is potentially the, the end of an error. Um, it really does not seem like there's going to be reconciliation or the ability to move forward. I mean, I, I personally thought that Katie, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, I was excited to see what happened. I, I thought if Brooklyn added some more depth, added some guys, I mean, they have re-signed Patty Mills, they've uh, re-signed Nick Claxton, they traded for Royce O'Neal. I thought that, you know, maybe this team could really compete, but at this point, it seems like this is over. A total disaster for Brooklyn. Obviously, it appears what you'll get for, for Kevin Durant will be massive and, and at least hopefully recoup the picks from the James Harden trade. But a total disaster. Definitely not what anyone was hoping for when they inked Kevin Durant and Kyrie. I guess it was three, four years ago now. Three years, I believe. Uh, just a total disaster for Brooklyn and I mean, it, it's just insane at this point. It, it's hard to even think of, of how we've gotten here and, and the disaster the Brooklyn Nets have been. They won one playoff series. I mean, what a total disaster after assembling Kyrie, Harden, KD. I mean, this was the, the true favorites in the Eastern Conference for a while. And what a disaster that has been. Benson still has not played a game for the Brooklyn Nets. Total, total disaster. In terms of teams, though, that could trade for Kevin Durant, I mean, there's been teams thrown around. The Golden State Warriors have come up recently. Obviously, that seems unlikely. I don't really see that possibly happening. The Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat at the top of Kevin Durant's wish list. Every team, it seems like, is checking in, though, and that's what's really interesting. In terms of packages that could land them, though, that, that's really what's interesting. You hear that Brooklyn really only wants Devin Booker from Phoenix. That's got to be in the package. Phoenix, obviously, unwilling to do that. Cannot do that at that point after Devin Booker just inked a massive extension. Among many other superstars, you've got Zion, Darius Garland. Uh, who else inked? Jokic inked an extension. You also had 
Bradley Beal was not really an extension. He had Zach Levine also signed a huge deal. So all these guys kind of re-upped um, some massive deals. John Morant as well. So Devin Booker's out. Phoenix, I mean, you could give McCall Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson maybe in some picks. It's a solid package. Uh, Miami, you, you just don't see that probably happening. They, they don't seem willing to trade Bam on a bio. And, and Katie said he wouldn't want to go there without Bam, but Kevin Durant, what say does he have in this situation? That's also another interesting topic. So you got those two teams, tough situation. Warriors, they could give, I guess, Wiggins, Poole, uh, Moody, Kuminga, Wiseman, players in that group. I'm not sure if they can actually trade for Wiggins. I know there's some weird restrictions and stuff like that, but interesting package. Seems unlikely, though, that they're willing to do that, um, which would be interesting. So where does Kevin Durant go? I honestly think that this is going to be something that takes a while. I don't believe Kevin Durant is going to be traded in the near future. I may be totally wrong, but I think that the Kyrie Irving situation, I believe, will be uh, resolved much quicker than the Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant, I think the Nets are are just going to wait and and see what happens. I mean, Katie's got four years left in this deal. There's no reason to rush this trade. It's it's really tough to say where he goes. I mean, you could look at a team like the, the Pelicans, I think, would be an interesting option if they center a package around Brandon Ingram. You could, I guess, put Jose Alvarado, a player like that, in that deal. Some other young talent, a lot of draft picks, and, and pair Katie up with Zion and CJ McCollum, I think, would be very interesting. My Cavs, I mean, could they could they make a deal surrendered around Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton, maybe trade Carousel too? I, I don't know if they'd be willing to do that. You've heard Toronto, I think, would be fascinating. Kawhi situation 2.0 almost if they traded a guy like Scotty Barnes, if they traded a package of Scotty Barnes, maybe Gary Trent, OG Anubier. I definitely botched that. I apologize to OG, but um, could Toronto come with the package? I mean, it's really going to be interesting to see where he ends up. Uh, I really don't know. Could there be a three-team deal where, where Brooklyn ends up landing Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz? Obviously, the Jazz seem to be rebuilding. Maybe the Jazz just recoup a bunch of picks and Brooklyn moves on from KD. They land Donovan Mitchell some picks, but I mean – it's really tough to say what's going to happen at this point. And a, a three-team deal, I mean, I guess a, a Phoenix could send, you know, DeAndre Aiden maybe to Utah. Maybe they send McCall Bridges uh, to Utah as well or something like that, or, or McCall Bridges to Brooklyn. And God knows how many picks they would have to give up, but a, a split of the picks, I mean, it, the, there's a deal potentially there. And maybe that's what will end up happening, a three-team deal with the Suns, Jazz, and, and Nets. I mean, that honestly, to me, seems like it could be a perfect fit and a solution if the Utah Jazz are willing to trade Donovan Mitchell, which it seems that they want to build around him. Danny Ainge wants to build around him, but um, will they be able to do that? Will he want out? It's very yet to be seen. So that's the Kevin Durant situation. To be honest, it's hard to even make a prediction for where he'll go. I, I honestly do like, if I had to name the three teams I'd like for him, I like Phoenix, I like Toronto, and I like the New Orleans Pelicans. Those are my top three. I don't think Miami would really work out. I don't think that package works either. So those are the three teams I do like for coming to rant. We'll obviously uh, keep that situation posted. Whenever it does get traded, we'll be talking about it 100%. But now moving on over to his teammate, Kyrie Irving. I mean, this is a another fascinating situation. Kyrie Irving appears to be out after he opted into his player option. It seemed like all things were going Brooklyn and now it seems like he's going to get traded. It seems like really the only team that it's going to be is the Los Angeles Lakers, which is where I do believe he'll end up. I think that's where he wants to be. He wants to reunite with LeBron and play with Anthony Davis. And I think that trio is very fascinating to see what's going to happen. I mean, LeBron James, 
playing as good as ever at this point in his career. Anthony Davis, obviously, when he's healthy, is one of the best players in the NBA. We haven't really seen that from him since that championship tease in, in 2020. But if he can get back to that level, I mean, this Lakers team would be very interesting with Kyrie. Obviously, it would seem that Russ would be headed back to Brooklyn, which for Brooklyn, I think if they can land some some young young t- talent or, or draft capital, you know, having Russ for one year is not the end of the world. I, I don't think that, you know, you can have him and then move on. And obviously, I mean, you could say that same with Kyrie, but you may as well recoup the assets if you're seriously not going to be competing for a championship, which it does not appear Brooklyn will be. So I think that's the, the situation that makes the most sense. I mean, I, I really don't seems like, I mean, Kyrie mentioned teams like the Knicks, they just signed Jalen Brunson, the, the Clippers signed John Wall, the Mavericks, they did lose out on Jalen Brunson. So I guess Dallas Mavericks are one of the teams, but would they really want to give the assets? It doesn't seem like that from, from the reports. Um, you hear, you know, there, there's other teams, I believe Kyrie mentioned, maybe, I don't think Miami. Uh, I think it was like Clippers, Knicks, Lakers, Clippers, Clippers, Knicks, Lakers. Um, there's some other teams, but Dallas, obviously, yes. Um, sorry, short-term, I'm going to it appears. But um, Kyrie Irving, I do believe will be a Los Angeles Laker. I'm pretty certain about that. I think it's just a matter of if, not when, that this deal gets done, or when, not if, this deal gets done. Um, in terms of package, I mean, you you, you hear the THT in a first-round pick um, with Russ. I mean, maybe that's that's what gets done. I don't know what the exact package will look like, but I do believe Kyrie Irving will be a Los Angeles Laker by the start of next season, which for the Lakers, I mean, this is a team that went out. They signed Lonnie Walker. They signed uh, – Let's see who else they signed. I want to get all their names right. I want to have all the players here. So they signed Damian Jones, the center, obviously, Troy Brown Jr., Lonnie Walker, and then Juan Toscano Anderson as well. So they added a bit of depth. I mean, Lonnie Walker, obviously the best player in that group, but it's nothing too flashy. I mean, this Lakers team still really is is – not in a good spot with their depth, in my opinion. I think they're still not a, a really not great spot. But, I mean, you add Kyrie Irving to the mix. Kyrie, LeBron, and AD, that, that's a very compelling trio. And I think that they would definitely compete in the Western Conference. And I don't think they would miss the playoffs like last season, that's for sure. So I'd be excited to see Kyrie Irving. Obviously, you know, the Brooklyn era, it seems like that is over for Kyrie and Katie. Just madness. When I heard the news, it was just shocking. And I'm sorry we couldn't, you know, have a true debate on here this week about that and all the information. But, um, you know, when I when I get a co-host next week for you, when Rob's back, um, you you best believe we'll be discussing uh, KD once again. Definitely very interesting. But with that, we're going to move on to the next topic of the day. And I do want to talk about Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks. He inked a four-year, $104 million contract with the New York Knicks. It seemed like Brunson was going to be a Nick. I mean, this was, I think, one of the worst kept secrets in the NBA that, you know, say what you want, but Jalen Brunson clearly had some, uh, some contact with the Knicks beforehand. And it seems like he had made up his mind well before the, uh, the, the start of free agency that he was going to be a Nick. It seems like they figured it out and look good for, good for Jalen Brunson getting a big contract. Um, you know, 26 million per year, I believe it with that equates to, which is, a hell of a contract and good for him for going and getting the contract he deserves for the Knicks though. I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I think that this is, I just don't think this is the right move for them. I think Jalen Brunson is a heck of a player. I think the Knicks did well in getting a real point guard. I saw a list of the point guards that they've started on, uh, you know, for their first game of the season for the last 
I don't know how many, 15 years or so. And it's, it's definitely a disaster. I mean, they needed some stability there. Jalen Brunson will definitely provide that. I'm just worried about the cap space with the Knicks right now. And I do think that this team is not in serious contention. Obviously, you've got Brunson, you got RJ Barrett, who looks like he's coming around. Julius Randle had a bad year last year. And outside of that, though, I mean, there's, there's not much to really look at with the Knicks and say that this, you know, be excited about. And that's why I think that this team still is, maybe they'll compete for a playoff spot, a play-in spot. I don't think they'll be a top six seed in the East, but I, I really don't think this team is still very good. And I think that this move, if anything, is just going to set them back because of the cap space. I think it's a good move. I think that they had to do it, and it was smart landing a player of Jalen Brunson's caliber especially at the point guard position for the Knicks. And Knicks fans should be happy about this. This is what they need. This is a good point guard. I just think it's an unfortunate situation where it's a good move, but at the same time, that's $26 million devoted to a player who has never made an All-Star game in his, All-Star game in his career. And look, he did have Luka Doncic in front of him. So we're going to see Jalen Brunson as potentially one of the, you know, the main offensive option on the New York Knicks next to RJ and Julius Randle. But he's going to be up there in, in terms of shots and, and being able to produce. So I'm very excited to see maybe Jalen Brunson takes that leap that, you know, we haven't seen. I mean, I saw something without Luca. he's averaged over 20 and like seven assists. So maybe this guy, maybe Jalen Brunson is going to have a career year and truly be a, a lead point guard in the NBA. But just from what I've seen and from what we've seen, not, you know, it just seems like the Knicks are going to be stuck in a, stock, a state of mediocrity for a little bit longer, which I know no Knicks fan wants. And it's an unfortunate situation. So for Knicks fans, hold in there. Um, this is a good move. They're, they're doing good. They have a lot of draft picks they did acquire throughout this, you know, draft. So let's hope they put it to good use. Obviously, they also extended Mitchell Robinson four years, sixty million. Which another crazy stat was that was the first Nick that was drafted by the team to get a second contract in like God knows how many years. I mean, something an insane stat. So you know, good for Mitchell Robinson. I do believe that is an overpay, fifteen million per year. I I don't think quite what Mitchell Robinson is, is potentially worth, but Hey, good for him. He got the contract he deserved. Um, and you know, or not the contract he even deserved, but he got the best contract out there and the Knicks paid him. And he's, he's been a good center. He's a good defensive center. It's just a matter of staying on the court with him. I feel so hopefully Mitchell Robinson can do that and be a key contributor to a potential playoff Knicks team. We will see for sure. Um, speaking of centers, um, one of the best centers in the NBA, one of the highest paid centers and the best defensive center, Rudy Gobert, uh, this week got traded, as I mentioned earlier, to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Definitely a very interesting move. Um, the Timberwolves now will have a, a starting group of, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jalen McDaniels, I believe, will, will potentially start for them. And then you've got Carl Anthony Towns from now played the four, the power four position for them, and Rudy Gobert at center. I think this is a good move for the Timberwolves. They did give up a lot of draft capital, which obviously sucks, but they're trying to win, and they've got a good team. Anthony Edwards is one of the best young players in the NBA. Carl Anthony Towns is, is a true star in this league. He's a consistent all-star caliber player, and that's what you want. Rudy Gobert, one of the better defenders. I mean, he is one three defense player of the years for a reason. He's one of the better defenders. He's a solid option. Uh, he can score as well. I mean, he's, he's really good in the paint. So this is a good move for them. I think that in terms of the Western Conference and how it stacks up, they're a playoff team once again, and this just elevates it. You've got, obviously, teams in the West like the Warriors, the Suns, the Clippers are going to be good. Kawhi's coming back to re-sign John Wall. You've got teams like the Nuggets with reigning two-time MVP, Nicole Jokic, 
and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back. You've got teams like New Orleans with Zion potentially coming back. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. The Lakers, obviously, if Kyrie gets straight to there, it's going to be very interesting. Um, you got the Dallas Mavericks, obviously, Luka Doncic. They had Christian Wood. You know, that's going to be interesting. Portland, Dane, maybe can't count him out. I mean, I'm, that team doesn't look like to me too good, but you never know. I mean, it's going to be a very interesting situation. So for the Western Conference, I mean, this is it's going to be a grind. The Memphis Grizzlies as well. I knew I kind of forgot someone. So the Grizzlies as well, the, the Twitter merchants, the Memphis Grizzlies, it seems these days. But um, Rudy Gobert, I mean, he's a great player. This only elevates the uh, Timberwolves. And I think that for them, I mean, do I think that they're going to win the NBA Finals? No. But I think that this team is in a spot where they're going to compete and be a, a really tough team. And I think seeing Pat Bev get traded was obviously interesting. Obviously, he was one of the... Uh, the main really, it seems like he was a big guy, but big guy for them in terms of leadership, clubhouse, and and really serving as a a, a leader for that team that was fighting against Grizzlies and, and fighting to make the playoffs and winning in plan. Obviously, we'll see what happens um, with him in Utah, but for Utah, it just seems like a total teardown at this point. Obviously, Quinn Snyder getting letting getting let go. The infamous Brian Windhorst. Uh, segment on first take if you haven't seen it i highly suggest you check it out he kind of inferred that something was going on in utah before the gobert deal went down and uh utah just seems like they're in total teardown trying to trying to get younger trying to build potentially around donovan mitchell so we'll see what happens there unfortunately for the fans in utah just couldn't work out with donovan and gobert and just seems like a rebuild now so we're going to see what happens there obviously it's going to be a little while for them to be competitive probably potentially the worst team now in the Western Conference, one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. Obviously, we've got the Oklahoma City Thunder down in the gutter. The Spurs are going to be really bad. The Spurs are probably the worst team. And then I guess really connects to uh, the next and potentially really final um, topic of the day, and that's DeJounte Murray getting traded to Atlanta Hawks um, for Danilo Gallinari, who has since been bought out and signed with the Boston Celtics and then a few first-round picks. For the Hawks, this is a good deal. They pair another you know, star with John Moran, you know, that, that, that combination right there is going to be something fun to watch. John Collins, it appears he's going to stay in Atlanta. You got Clint Capella there, Bogdanovich still there. I mean, there's a lot of good pieces in Atlanta. This is a team that made that playoff run a few years ago. And, and this year, obviously Trey Young did not have a great playoffs. He did play well against my cousin playing game though. I'll give him that. But I mean, with DeJounte Murray, this guy was an all-star last year. He's a great player. I think that he adds a lot to this Atlanta Hawks team and, Hopefully we'll take a little bit of the pressure off Trey Young in terms of, you know, him having to be the sole scorer on this team. You know, Jonte Murray is, is going to come in and score the basketball. This Atlanta Hawks team, I mean, the Eastern Conference, we just talked about the West. The Eastern Conference is going to be a, a gauntlet, too. I mean, you've got the Celtics, obviously, coming off an NBA Finals appearance. The Brooklyn Nets, who knows what's going on there. But you got Philadelphia. They they just brought in P.J. Tucker. They're making moves. They traded for DeAnthony, DeAnthony Melton. Uh, they're going to be a good team. James Harden is going to resign. You've got uh, the Raptors should be good. Um, you've got – it's weird trying to name these teams off the top of my head. It, it gets confusing. The Cavs are, are young and coming up. You've got teams like the Hornets um, potentially looking to improve. you got – who were the best teams in the – the, the Bucs. Jeez, I can't believe I forgot the Bucs, the Heat. There we go. We're, <laughs> we're naming the teams that. The Bucs, obviously, with the honest, it's going to be tough. The Heat, Jimmy Butler just had an incredible playoff run. So this is a conference that – the competition is is at as high a level as ever, and it's going to be really competitive. The Hawks, I think, with this move, are right in the mix. I, I don't know if they can 
come out in the Eastern Conference, but who would have said that a few years ago when they made their run to the Eastern Conference Finals? So I think adding DeJounte Murray is huge for them. I'm excited to see what happens. And, you know, the, it's, a good, it's a good move, and they didn't have to pay too hefty of a price, just draft picks, which it just seems like are so useless in the NBA at this point. It's pretty, pretty funny compared to the NFL, where a first-round pick is uh, one of the most highly coveted things out there, it seems. Um, so DeJounte Murray... Good move by the Atlanta Hawks. Excited to see how they look this year. The combination of Trey and DeJounte should be fun. Real quick, I'm just going to talk about some of the other moves to end this episode off. Obviously, John Wall signed a two-year deal with the Clippers. John Wall, I mean, we haven't seen John Wall for a little bit, so who knows how John Wall is going to perform. He's obviously up there in age now. He's, I believe, close 34-ish, something like that. I could be wrong. Um, but the Clippers, you know, they got a hell of a team with Paul George and Kawhi, and it seems like that they are, you know, my co-host Rob really believes in them. He thinks that they're going to be one of the best teams, if not the favorites in the Western Conference this year. I'm a little skeptical. I want to see what Kawhi can do. Um, you know, he, he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't stayed healthy since that Raptor season, really. So we'll see. Um, but this Clippers team should be good. They just haven't been able to get it done in the playoffs. So John Wall goes there. Malcolm Brogdon, the Celtics. Um, they obviously sent Danilo Gallinari, too. I mean, this Celtics team is just getting better and better. It really is going to be a, a – I think that they're going to have to be the favorites. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon is a hell of a player. They basically gave up nothing for him. So you just add Malcolm Brogdon and then Gallinari, solid shooter, big man off the bench. I mean, that's that's a piece that you want on your team. So Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari should help the defending champs. Obviously not the flashy moves, but they weren't going to be really in the market for some flashy moves. I mean, in terms of other deals you got, all the extensions – you know, good for those guys. They all deserve it. Not, not really any shockers. Obviously, Zion getting his money. Um, you know, there were speculations that he wanted out of New Orleans. It really seems like that wasn't true, that Zion's happy there. So good for him getting the extension. Some of the Warriors, I mean, the Warriors, obviously, they, they replace some of their guys. They lose Gary Payton. They lose uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. Um, and I believe they also lost Otto Porter as well. But they do sign Dante DiVincenzo, who's going to be a heck of a player for them. And, and they re-signed Kevon Looney, who's been amazing for them. So good for them. I mean, they're basically just re-upping their guys and swapping. Obviously, Gary Payton was a, uh, a, a, a key piece of that Warriors team. And Otto Porter got minutes. I mean, those are guys who were getting minutes. Toscano Anderson, not so much. But Gary Payton and, and Otto Porter were, were we're playing in that championship run, so it will definitely take a toll. But Dante DiVincenzo, I mean, that, kid, that kid's a great player. He's going to do great things there for the Golden State Warriors. Cavs re-signed Ricky Ruby. I mean, I saw that coming. He seems like there was a lot of mutual uh, love for each other there, and the Cavs were in need for a backup point guard, so good move there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Yusuf Nurkic back to the Blazers. Just kind of saw that coming. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I feel like, Still a lot of big names, uh, a lot of big pieces, I think, to fall. Katie, Kyrie, those trades will really, I think, shape the rest of this offseason. It's going to be very, very, very fun to watch. Um, with that being said, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Thank you guys so much for watching. We love all the support recently. Stay tuned for new interviews, like we said. Like I said. Um, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on our Instagram, at Outside the Arena Podcast. And with that being said, Thank you guys for watching. Happy July 4th, and uh, we'll see you all soon.